Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. going to describe one of Gary Newman's albums as a concept album, it would probably be 1997's Exile. While Gary himself hates the term concept album, Exile is most definitely the one that has had such a strong link from track to track, not only in terms of themes but the overall sound of the music. For this episode of Electric Friends we'll look at one track from the Exile album that while not a single is perhaps one of its most well-known songs and one that would solidify his new industrial darkwave sound of the late 90s, Dark. Exile was the 13th solo studio album by Gary Newman released in October 97 by Eagle Records. It continued the critical upswing in Gary's career which began three years earlier with 1994's Sacrifice. Exile's themes followed a loose idea that God and the Devil were actually the same thing. Each track reflected some aspect of this premise and while Sacrifice's theme was uh, atheistic, Exile was essentially heretical uh, while it did not deny the existence of God, instead it denied God's assumed goodness. Shortly after the album's release, Newman said, Personally, I don't believe in God at all. But if I'm wrong and there is a god, what kind of god would it be who would give us the world we live in? In his 1997 book Praying to the Aliens, Gary explained the themes behind Exile. He said, Exile is a horror story set to music. In some ways it is more like a soundtrack for a film that was never made. In fact that was how I saw it for much of the time I was making it. I even kept the sound and the feel of the album within strict guidelines to make sure that it had a constant theme and ambience running throughout. Although I hate concept albums, Exile is dangerously close to being one. On the CD, I adopt the point of view that God and the Devil are one and that Heaven and Hell are the same place. The album then takes certain aspects of the Bible and reinterprets them accordingly. Mary, for example, is raped by the three wise men. Angels urinate on the graves of children. Disciples dance to the sounds of men being tortured. God laughs as Jesus burns on the cross. One or two of my religious fans responded to the album in an extreme way. They not only accused me of seeing myself as more powerful than God, but reasoned that I must therefore be suffering from the self-delusional fantasy that I am myself a divine being. Another fan gave the record a little too much love, as he believes it's a coded gateway to some kind of higher spiritual level. Most people interpret the lyrics as they're intended, as a form of horror fiction, which isn't supposed to be taken quite so literally. The album doesn't tell a complete story. I had originally intended to have a subplot running through it, but I didn't really see this idea through. In retrospect, I think it's a shame, as it would have helped people to understand the reasons behind the album's consistent sound. It has been by far the best received that I've made since 1979, perhaps ever, but when it has been criticised, it has been for a lack of variation. Every song is connected directly to the overall theme and ambience, with scenes dissolving and melting into each other. Collaborating in his more recent book, Revolution, Gary said, Exile was eventually finished in June, and despite all my worries, I was happy with the end result. Like Sacrifice, it was mostly a one-man effort, in that I produced it, engineered it, wrote the songs, and played almost everything. It took a different slant on the religious theme. With Exile, I took the point of view of what if I was wrong? What if God did exist? 
This time it was more about what if there really was a God that allowed the horrors of the world to take place day in and day out. That would be truly terrifying. Every song was connected to the central idea that God and the devil are one and the same, and that heaven and hell are the same place. It's our perspective that makes it one or the other. So as Gary explained, the sound of the album has a continuous mood and style, with similar percussion, industrial synths and distorted guitars. Dark is the fourth track on the album and explores what Gary saw as a somewhat incestuous relationship between God and the devil. In Praying to the Aliens, he said, On the song Dark, I had an image in my mind of the central character observing this second coming as a violent storm above him. He feels spiritually lost because all the rituals we've performed for thousands of years are now exposed as false. He's trying to deal with the truth and the certainty of his own death, but many of those around him are still clinging to their religious beliefs despite a lack of sanity or logic. The world is falling into mania, fear and chaos, and the song ends with a vision of God ripping through him like a poisonous wind, as if this super being had a physical form. It opens with the programmed percussion and foreboding synth chords that echoes throughout the album. At 1 minute and 12, Gary comes in, apparently as the album's main character, as he waits for God, or the devil depending on what you call him, to come and either claim him or perhaps the entire world. Chorus has the character trying to avoid the dark side of God and the devil into him. wrong but it then sounds like God taking over with Gary singing in a different sinister voice. I love the lines such as kneel before my altar and drink the wine of slaughter or who said I'd save anyone. chorus then flips from before, now saying, don't let the light shine on me, further showing how God and the devil are the same, or perhaps that God has now turned the main character.
Dark is a clear standout from Exile. I love its atmosphere, Gary's voice is on top form, and the imagery it creates is one of Gary's best stories. As Gary mentioned, Exile really does feel like a sci-fi film soundtrack. While the tracks individually are great, unsettling at times, but great, it's as a whole that it feels like a proper oral experience, uh, particularly uh, the extended edition which was released a year later in 98. The original version of Dark is 4 minutes 30, while the extended adds 3 more minutes. It's perfect video game music. I've always thought he'd be so great at making big budget movie soundtracks, he's done things like the From Inside project before, but I'd love to see him take on projects like his mate Trent Reznor has done. And I actually interviewed Gary 7 years or so ago and I did ask him about whether he was interested in doing more film soundtracks. No, I've gone off that idea actually. Partly because of some of the things I've heard, you know. Um, I think for someone like me to go into into film music, the work itself is great and really enjoyable and very rewarding. But and I've been lucky with a couple of films that I've done, I've had a really good time. Nice producers, easy director, people that wanted what you did. But I know even from Trent, with all of his success, that it isn't always like that, and it can be very, very difficult and very political. And and I would just rather not get involved in that. You know, at this stage of my life, I'm looking to make my days better and more fun. I don't want to add, it's stressful enough as it is, you know, I don't want to try another career avenue which just brings a whole load more stress for questionable money. You know, I'd rather just do something else. So what I want to do is, is finally finish my book yeah. and if I'm only good at that, develop that side of it. So I did go to America with intentions of really getting into film music and I did dabble in it and then I thought, you know what, it's this stuff for me really, I'm not good with people at the best of times so I'm never going to be good in minor situations where they're all arguing about what the music should and should yeah, be. It's not, it's not necessarily 100% your um, work. No, you're, not, you're writing for someone else and it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I've just heard too many stories that make me think, I, I, and even though it hasn't happened to me, you know, the chances are it will if you stay in it long enough. And, keep and the money's pretty rubbish until you get good at it, you know, until you really establish yourself. You're doing it for next to no money. I can go out and do one gig in London and earn twice as much money as I get from doing any time film for three or six months. Yeah. It's a bit of a no brainer, really. You know, I'd much rather go and do the gig and some more. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of film soundtracks, it was actually included on the soundtracks to the apt movie Dark City. Released in 1998, it's a neo-noir science fiction film directed by Alex Proyas and starring Rufus Sewell, William Hurt, Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, Richard O'Brien and Ian Richardson. And in it, Sewell plays an amnesiac man who is suspected of murder and attempts to discover his true identity and clear his name while on the run from police and mysterious group known as The Strangers. And it's a really great film, uh, one of the most underrated sci-fis of the 90s. Uh, I think I'm right in saying that Dark doesn't actually appear in the film itself, but rather just the soundtrack album, but I might be misremembering. Been a while since I've seen it, but a great film. It seems you've discovered your unpleasant nature. What do they want from me? First, there was darkness. Then came The Strangers. The city, everyone in it, is their experiment. Why? No escape. Cities are as we made it. They steal people's memories, you know. Then they swap them around between us. Once in a while, one of us wakes up. It's not supposed to happen. It does. You're not gonna believe what I have to say. 
and Dark was also turned into a comic of sorts, as Gary explained in his book. Uh, the filmic imagery of Dark was appreciated by the American comic publisher Sirius, whose artist Dark One drew an amazing two-page colour strip based on it. They've included the strip in their comic book Crypt of Dawn No. 4, which was released in the States in summer 1998. Um, Gary actually toured the UK and US in support of the album, and a concert recording from this period called Live at Shepherd's Bush Empire was eventually released in 2004. And Exile uh, reached number 48 in the UK, which is not bad for Gary at the time. And as he said, it got his best reviews for a long, long time, perhaps ever back then. And like the majority of Exile, Gary produced and played pretty much everything on Dark. It was uh, the pre-Aid Fenton days. Uh, Mike Smith also provided keyboard work on the track, uh, and it was recorded at Outland Studio, mastered at Surrey Sound Studios with the mastering engineer Simon Chazelle. Uh, Gary and Aid have actually been working on re-recordings of Sacrifice, Exile and Pure under their current stylings, so I can't wait to hear what Dark and the rest of the album will sound like. But Dark did get an awesome remix in 2003 on Gary's hybrid album, reworked by Andy Gray. Exile was the first new Gary Newman album I bought as a 12 or 13 year old back in the late 90s. Uh, at the time I'd only really heard his early stuff so it was quite the departure hearing this kind of music at the time. But because it was Gary I really enjoyed it. I remember vividly bringing it with me on a trip to Prague with my parents, um, sitting in the hotel and listening to it on my portable CD player. It all seemed so futuristic and cool. Um, it's amazing to think that Gary was around 38, 39 at the time of Exile, so about my age now. Um, he seems so much more mature and world-weary than that. Um, he'd already been around for nearly two decades by that point, so you forget how young he was in 79. So just looking at a few comments that you made uh, about Dark uh, on uh, X, Adrian Tudor said, Dark is interesting for me. I lived in France at the time of Sacrifice and Exile. The French are not big Gary Newman fans and there was no interest, so I didn't hear Dark until a UK gig in the early 2000s. By then Gary Newman had already moved on, uh, but I had the 90s albums to explore. Gem Dark Bien. Uh, Nat Lockwood said, Great song with literally very dark lyrics. I personally love the darker side of music. Other than Gary's, I also listen to Norwegian black metal. I feel even with people enjoying Gary's darker direction since Sacrifice onwards, this song was overlooked and even ignored by many. Uh, EK said, It's the song that led me to falling in love with his music. I first heard it on the soundtrack The Dark City and quickly started grabbing as many of his albums as I could. I'm lucky he was experiencing revival at the time and my local shop had a lot of reissues. And Luke DeVisher said, I love that song. At first I thought Exile was too repetitive, but I grew into it and the extended was even better. The lyrics of that album are great too. Dark is a brilliant song that never got the attention it deserved. Well, do you agree? Uh, thank you very much for all those comments. 
Um, that is it for another Electric Friends episode. I'd like to uh, actually start up a new segment in this podcast where I read out um, any you know particular fan story behind why you are such a big fan of Gary Newman. So I'd love to hear your stories of what made you fall in love with his music, when and how and why you first heard it, um, and just your story, really, so we can share our memories and stories behind being proud Newmanoids. So please do get in touch with anything uh, you'd like newmanpodcast at gmail.com is my email i'm also on facebook x instagram and tiktok all at newman podcast and of course head to newmanpodcast.com for all past episodes please do subscribe if you haven't already and give the podcast a rating and review it means a huge amount when you do so that's it thanks again and i'll see you very soon A Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. pioneer.